1: Give you a show like you have never ever seen before. Why? Because I can.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and with me is a special guest on the line is
1: Nate, aka Ring Skirts. How's it going, Steve?
0: What's up, Nate? You're a little late in the queue, but we'll get there. You're new at this. We'll get there. Eric had to cancel last minute with some family stuff, but I still wanted to get a show out. But him and I are planning on doing a show probably early next week for everyone else. So you'll get kind of double the PPW fun. So Nate's going to come on. You know Nate has ring skirts on Twitter and Instagram and fig photography, all that stuff and wrestling junk. We're going to talk about some wrestling junk and wrestling collecting and collecting stories and and hunts and all that stuff today on today's special show. If this is your first time listening, maybe you're a follower of Nate's at Ring Skirts, really appreciate that. You can find all of our past shows for free, favorite podcast app. Search Positively Processing Podcast. It'll be there for you. Hit subscribe. It'll be there for you every time a new show comes out. Basically, all your favorite podcast apps were there. If we're not on one, let me know on Twitter at PPW Podcast. That's the main way to get in touch with us through DM or tweets. We're also on Instagram, PPW underscore podcast. Uh, I have a couple t-shirts in the what a maneuver.net store. Nothing crazy. Thinking about adding another one sometime soon that will coincide with a show theme. And I'll let Nate know after we're done recording what I have an idea. Because I don't want to release something, like tease something and then not do it. So we'll talk about that. Uh, like I mentioned... This week is going to be about kind of wrestling, collecting, hunting stories. We'll get into a bunch of other stuff, I'm sure, because it's a casual show this week. No format, no show notes for our Patreon members. Just just kidding about that. No Patreon just yet. Uh, all right. So first off, I mentioned our guest, Nate. You can follow him on Twitter at Ringskirts. He does all the fig photography. He's always got something in his mind about what his next project's going to be. The last one was the last big one was WrestleMania nine, and now you're on the AWA, I think, right now. Any other fun stuff? And you don't have to reveal it, but anything planned for your for your sets and figure photography stuff coming up?
1: Yeah, I got another big set that I'm planning to do. Um, I've taken the initial steps towards it. I haven't done too much work, but mm-hmm. I've invested some money in some parts like that. Um, oh. Can I give a hint? It's going to be an arena. It's going to be an arena multiple times. Um, it's going to be uncut, uncooked, uncensored.
0: <laughs> That's a great hint. I was going to guess <laughs> that city, but maybe a smaller version of the venue. So I cannot wait to see how this comes up. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So when I meant, when I thought of this week's show. Uh, originally, I was talking with Jeff today from Fully Posable. I said I was asking him if he wanted to come on, and he's recording his show tonight. And it wouldn't have worked anyway just because of the timing, but he mentioned to me, he goes, why don't you talk about, like, finding a wrestling tape that you've been looking for or for a long time or, like, kind of the story of those things. So I thought of that, and I have a few of those stories. And I have other uh-huh. stories, both from when I was a kid and a teenager and an adult, and even, I guess, now that I'm a, I'm a late 30s adult – looking for stuff and the quest of finding wrestling junk whatever it is and some of this stuff's easy you know like ebay i'm gonna go find it i'm gonna go to target and i happen to run into it but i think the first thing i'll say something kind of recent is the the aw series one figures not 1b 1a jazz words do you have any AEW figures by the way i haven't seen any do you, are you not on that bandwagon yet
1: um, I'm not really into the AEW. I bought, I bought the ring, and I actually sold mm-hmm. off the Kenny, which paid for the ring, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought, this is how out of touch I am, the female Asian <laughs> figure. Riho? You know, Riho, but not Reho, but she wore the red outfit.
0: Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but okay, I'll look it up in a second. Is she right <laughs> you know, yeah?
1: I got her as an <laughs> <a> underblaze. <laughs>
0: As an Alondra Blaze. There's an Alondra Blaze figure, though. No, There's as, a Mattel.
1: As an opponent for Alondra Blaze.
0: Oh, okay. Because so like 94, when they're just yeah, bringing the, people over from when, Japan?
1: When they came in, they were doing like the, the women's title tournament. I feel like there were a bunch of Japanese women that were in that, who I didn't know who they were at the time. So that would be a good yeah, sub.
0: for sure. For sure. But anyway, those AEW Series 1 figures, when they first came out, they were hard to find. And it seems like now all figures are hard to find, although I am seeing a lot of the new legend series the, with the Triple HDX, the Bob Orton and the Jake the Snake and the Hurricane The last,
1: the last couple legend series had been a lot easier. I think they've done something to make it easier for some reason.
0: Yeah, and that's good too. I think they're great. I think the packaging's great the display and all that but so anyway, this was back in August of 2020. And I actually had COVID. I had the original strain. I got COVID before it was cool to catch it now. <laughs> and I did my quarantine. I was on my last day of quarantine. So I was fine. And I was and I was kind of looking on BrickSeq back when that was still kind of a reliable thing. And it said a Walmart near me had six plus. I'm like, all right, that doesn't mean anything. So I went to the one close Walmart and sure enough, they had the AEW display, but like only one figure left of Cody and the rest of the boxes were destroyed. I wanted to keep a mint on card. So I grabbed the one and the store manager comes up to me and he goes, Hey, just so you know, like I put these out 10 minutes ago and this is all that stuff. I'm like, holy crap. Like this is apparently a thing, (laughs) you know, like to, to, oh, by the way, Sheeta is who you were thinking of. Um, your AEW figure. So anyway, I'm like, all right, I'm still technically quarantined from my family to be safe because this is back when we were supposed to stay away from everyone for like two weeks. You had no idea what to do. I was like, but I have a mask. I'm going to go to all these Walmarts. Like whatever. I have nothing else to do all day. So I traveled. To like ten different WalMarts and piece together the series one set, and it was like a whole day, and it was awesome.
1: Calling you super spreader,
0: you know that's fine, that's fair. That's fair. It wasn't, <laughs> it's no, listen, it wasn't Florida, so I was fine. But no offense to our friends down in Florida, but the feeling of the last ones I wanted to get were the young bucks, and like when I found them, I was like, oh my god, yes, because the boxes were good. And what's funny. I think I told the story, not the Unbox one, but when I got the Cody at one Walmart, I had, I was around the aisle, like, and they had like the display of the figures. And these two flippers came up and they were scalpers or whatever. And I had kind of the one Cody in my hand. And the one guy was like trying to mess with me. And he was like, oh, that's mine. I was here first. And I was like, okay, kind of like shaking my head at him. I should have coughed on him. But he, (laughs) pulled the mask down but he was like trying to like intimidate me to give him it give it to him and i was like no and like i'm thinking to myself like dude you're a wrestling fan i'm not afraid of you <laughs> like what are you doing here you know so i got that one but that was kind of a all-day fig hunt adventure probably my last traveling hunt i've ever done for figures and it was recent too so it was, it was very satisfying to get so that's my first story and i'm what's ironic is now i'm thinking about selling that set because prices are going crazy now and i'm only like i'm like is it only going to go down or is it going to go up because it's the first series it's just it's so hard to tell now what's going on i saw our friend eric from doing the favor that rick flair retro loose is going for like 75 100 bucks like what's happening out here it's crazy
1: wow that's yeah. nuts i saw i saw him trying to sell like a retro fest mr perfect yeah. for like 70 and i'm
0: like i mean that's what it's going for <laughs> it's nuts it is. It's what it is though. But what like why don't you share a? Uh, what what was something you were it doesn't have to be a figure, something you were looking for as a kid, as an adult, and you the quest to get it and then you finally ends up in your hands at home okay. in the wrestle cave.
1: So uh, I'll go back to the, the Hasbro line. Um mm-hmm. I was collecting it hard, but I got in it like a year or two late. So the first series I think series two is still on the shelves, but series one I didn't find those. I got a couple for Christmas, and I was hunting to try to fill in the rest. But the one thing that everybody else I talked to had plentiful in their area, I could never find, which was the ring. I mean, I lived in a rural area. I had just a couple stores to shop at, and like Kmart or Ames or Hills, mm-hmm. and the ring just didn't exist. Um. So,
0: how'd you know friend... it existed then? How'd you know the ring existed from the commercials or from the back of the packaging?
1: Um, my cousin, he got into wrestling before me, so he had the ring. Okay. That's how I knew it existed. So my best friend, his dad, uh, decides, Hey, let's go. We're going to take a trip. We're going to go up to Canada. I grew up on the border and we're going to go skate on the Rideau Canal, which is like you can skate miles and miles and miles in one direction. So we head up there to Ottawa, uh, the capital city and his dad, He's kinda of flaky. He does what he wants and no one's gonna tell him otherwise. All of a sudden decides, you know what? It's too cold to ice skate, so we're not doing this. We're like, <laughs> okay. okay. Whatever. Isn't that like, the
0: point? Like it has to be it has to be cold to ice skate.
1: <laughs> he's like, How about we go to the mall? So I'm like, okay, cool. So we're in this Canadian mall. I don't know what the store was, but we go to the toy section and there's a stack of the Hasbro ring. I just had a cheap bootleg ring. It was my Mm -hmm. holy grail at the time. And I have like $5 in my pocket, which was not enough to get it. And I start begging his dad. I said, dude, please, (laughs) if there is anything holy inside of you, you will buy me this wrestling ring. And I will do whatever it takes to get you reimbursed from my parents. You have no idea how important this is to
0: me. I will suck your dick. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much <laughs> he's like whoa ready. take it take it easy kid whoa 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 I'll buy you the ring back off <laughs> I
1: mean a Hasbro ring's a Hasbro ring what can I say sure sure
0: sure. could yellow. you imagine if it was a yellow ring what you would have done but anyway <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so he goes he, he buys it for me and it was probably an hour hour and a half trip home and I just stared at the box art and I thanked him repeatedly and he said Nate the look on your face when you saw that There was no way that we were leaving this mall without you having that. And I'm like, "Thank you. I'm glad that you could see the true emotion."
0: Can we rewind a little bit? So you're skating on this canal, right? That so the canal connects across Uh, the border.
1: We never skated on the canal. He decided it was okay
0: once we got there. All right. So let's back up because this is years. This is 1991. We're thinking 1990. Uh, probably two-ish. Okay, so in early nineties. How did you get? It, this was just a thing we could go back and forth across Canada to the U.S. back then. It wasn't a big deal.
1: Um, I mean, there's a border check, but okay. you, they just ask you if you have any thing that you shouldn't have or firearms. What would you like to
0: declare? This Hasbro ring. It's yeah. exactly. <laughs> Way back,
1: and then they let you go.
0: Okay. See, I, I prefer this version of the story. Exactly the same, except you did ice skate, and then you ice skated back while holding the ring across the canal back home. That's what I prefer.
1: Let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story.
0: Well, all right, so when you got home, were you do? hey, mom and dad, you go this guy 20 bucks? Like, how'd that go?
1: Okay, so I don't remember that. Like, the way my memory says is that he decided to just give it to me. He, like, didn't care. Uh-huh. Yeah. 20 bucks to him at that time. He was like, whatever. He was just going to blow it on beer, or drugs or something, to be honest.
0: Um, (laughs) we're getting aggressive here. It's late night on the PPW podcast. True story. What can I say?
1: So I, I get home and my brother and my parents have this set up in our living room downstairs where they have like a projector and they're projecting old eight millimeter like movies like Clark Griswold up in his attic. Yeah. That were my family had. They have some music playing on a CD player, and they have our, our VHS camcorder. They're trying to transfer everything to um, VHS tapes. And I'm just in there like, I got this Hasbro ring. I wanted it so bad. This is so awesome. Help me put it together. And they're like, shut up. We're trying to do these recordings. And I'm sure it has my voice all over the place to this very day on those recordings because I was excited and didn't understand the concept of what they were trying to do.
0: I think what I like listening is old oh, pe- people tell stories, especially people I didn't know when they were kids. So I didn't know you obviously in 1992. I didn't know what you looked like. So I'm just picturing you, the Renee that now, but mini. So like mini, like think, like basically going up to the store, like just tiny version of you with probably a, uh, let's think of a maybe a, a a bum equipment hoodie or something. You know, maybe a Looney Tunes hat, Taz something. <coughs> being ready to go, getting this thing. So that's awesome. The other thing uh, I, I was thought of when thinking about kind of collecting and, and quests for stuff, I talked about it before about me and my friend where we found the Survivor Series 95 tape by going through the Yellow Pages and calling video stores in the area. Mm. And we were looking for that tape because my friend wanted to make a compilation of all of Bret Hart's title wins. So we needed 95 Survivor Series, our local video store didn't have it. Eventually we, we didn't know also how far away everything was off the yellow pages. And eventually like we found one of the guys like, yeah, I have it. And we're like confirming it. Like, Could you read the back of the box to us to make sure? He's like, yeah, it's this says this and this. And we convinced his mom to take us. Turns out it was like 25, 30 minutes away, but it was kind of in a shady neighborhood. So that was fun, but that was his quest. Cause we got it, but that was his. One of mine was with tapes and, I told my wife this story a little while ago. This was back in nineteen ninety, uh, yeah, 91, 92 maybe. No, it was, yeah, it was early ninety two. So we, my family and I, had just moved to a new house in in November of ninety one. So I had to start a new school, not in the middle of the year, but early enough where it was late enough in the school year where everyone had already made friends and was buddies with everybody. So luckily one of the guys I got paired up with as a buddy also was a wrestling fan. So we kind of bonded over that, but even still I was kind of the new kid, the ostracized kid mm. in in class and in town. So anyway, did you, you mentioned a rural area, but did your, any of your local grocery stores have a like, videotape rental section?
1: Yes, definitely. I think, okay. I think all of them did.
0: Yeah. So that was a thing. So if people don't know v- grocery stores. Think of it. Now, where it's like the customer service area, there was a miniature video store because it's big money back then. It wasn't a blockbuster. It wasn't a mom and pop standalone video store, but it was a standalone area of the store to rent tapes. And we never rented tapes from those places. Luckily, my everywhere I grew up had multiple video stores. And
1: same thing. Like my family never rented from the grocery store for some reason. It was like sketchy.
0: It was just weird, yeah. and you had to open up a video because it was a separate trip and and all the things. But I definitely remember, so,
1: like that was one of the things I did when we went to the grocery store: is yeah. my parents would get groceries, I'm going to go look at the tapes.
0: Exactly, and it was it's cool, and even now, like the local, whatever your chain is, will have a DVD section. Most grocery stores have a red box for those things, but which is great, but it's not the same as browsing the aisles. So, one time, this was. Again, this was probably, must have been around right before WrestleMania 8. So the Royal Rumble 92 VHS had come out, but our new local video store where I moved to didn't get it. So I'm thinking like, oh my God, I'm never going to see this. I'm so like upset, blah, 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 blah. One day, and so and we're, at a, we're, at a video, we're at the grocery store. And again, just like you, I'm like, all right, you go grocery shop, mom. I'm going to one of two places. I'm looking at the magazines look at wrestling magazines or I'm going to the video rental place in the grocery store. And it's so crazy. I think now I was seven, eight years old. I was like, okay, whatever. Be by yourself. I'm going to go shop. You know, I would never leave my six year old or seven year old, almost seven year old kid anywhere. while I do anything? Like she's like on me, like a, like a piece of glue, you know? Same
1: thing. We're like free range kids. I remember my mom would let me leave the grocery store and go to the department store next door to look at toys with five bucks in my pocket and I would get what I want, manage the change of the receipt, and get back to the grocery store before they were done.
0: I remember at the mall. You mentioned the mall earlier. There was a thing where one Christmas I got a watch, and I thought like it was the coolest thing. And we would go to the mall. My mom would shop with my youngest sister, who was like one or two, and she was like, "Okay, look at your watch." She goes, "When your watch says, you know, four twenty-seven, meet me right back here at the JCPenney." Okay, so I wandered the mall by myself for like an hour and a half when I'm nine, 10 years old. So it's just a different time, I guess. So.
1: It's funny. Isn't that like one of the first steps of man getting your first watch?
0: Oh yeah. 100%. I think my first watch was a, it was like an Orlando magic watch. Cause they were like the cool team that's, in the nineties in the period in between when the bulls, when Michael Jordan retired. I kind of had to pick a new team because the Bulls weren't winning anymore. <laughs> so I picked the magic. My first
1: watch was a Kellogg's promotional Olympics watch that I think he got from eating cereal that my uncle gave me.
0: Was it digital or was it like an analog hands watch?
1: It was digital with like a classy rubber black strap. Yeah,
0: Classy. Classy for sure. Mm-hmm. I think mine was, mine was like with the hands. I thought I was like an adult. So I'm pretty sure I got it at Kohl's. Uh, Anyway, back to the video store rental, the Royal Rumble 92. We're at, the video, we're at the grocery store. And, of course, I went to the video store section of the grocery store. Newer grocery store in town, not one I'm familiar with that I grew up with because we moved. And, of course, I'm walking in the aisle. And first, I'm looking in the, like the wrestling section or the special interest or sports, whatever it was called. And they have the 91 Rumble, which is a similar artwork to the 92 Rumble. So I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm looking at all the tapes, nothing. They had a few things I didn't have at mind, but nothing that I needed to see. So I go to the new release section and there in the new release section is another Royal Rumble tape. And I'm like, whoa, what's this? And then I realize, oh shit, this is the 92 Rumble. So immediately I'm thinking in my head, like how on earth am I going to con my mom into renting this tape for me?
1: Plus it's a new release, so it's more expensive too, right?
0: Yeah, and it was a, like it was probably like a one day rental, uh-huh. you know, because the old the wrestling tapes were five day rentals. You know, it was like all weekend. You got you got this, and I don't think that, it must have been a Friday when we went to the grocery store after school. We went to the grocery store, so that's probably part of why. So I'm thinking to myself, one, my mom was not someone to kind of be effed with. Like I w- I wasn't a af- I wasn't like afraid of her, but I knew like what boundaries to push. Like no meant no. Like I wasn't gonna like push it. My dad, I can kind of, like, push him to, like, he would say, okay. Uh, but my mom's like, no, this is how it's happening. So she's, you know, I I meet up with her. She's checking out. And I tell her, I'm like, can we go look in the video store? And she's like, okay. Because she was, you know, we're getting her shit together, her purse and all that. And I said, mom, could I please rent this tape? It's just, I've never seen it before. And my mom, everything was that Hulk Hogan bullshit as far as she was concerned. <laughs> so, She's looking at. It, she's like, no. And then she was like, what? What? Wait. What do you want? To, what is this? What are we renting? I go. okay please rent this tape? Come on, please. I need to see it. It's the Royal Rumble. And I go. And there's a new champion. I remember like telling her all this stuff. And for some reason, my mom just said, okay. And I kind of thought it was a trick. <laughs> like, wait a minute. What's <laughs> happening here? This is too easy. So she's like okay. So she rent. We rented the tape, and it was glorious. And you know, I. My, ironically my favorite part of the whole thing was seeing Roddy Piper win the championship. I must've watched that like a hundred times. I was so happy to see Roddy Piper win probably because a heel won the Royal made events. I was pissed, but I was so happy that Piper won. Also, I remember about the event. It was I'm like, Ric Flair broke the belt because of how he was holding it. The, uh, the, the bars were like off. I'm like, he, he broke the belt. I was mad. Looking back at, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: That was the the first pay-per-view I saw live. Like,
0: Okay, awesome.
1: Cousin who I mentioned before invited me over. I was awesome. flare one. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I, looking back at it, I was talking about this story. I'm like, I know as an adult what happened. My mom's like, okay, we moved our, we moved our, we moved. He's pro- our my, we had three kids, my two sisters and me. He's like, he's probably thinking she's just trying to do something nice for her son, who got uplifted from his life as a seven or eight year old and move to this new place. So she's like, okay, I'll do it. Which is like something I definitely would do for my kid now. And I'm sure you would for years as you grow older. But that that's the thing where I'm like, oh man, like looking back, I'm like, what a cool thing to do because it was a pain. Yeah. She had to go back the next day to return that thing, <laughs> you know, to, to not pay the, the late fee. Although we never rented from there again. So I don't think she even cared about the late <laughs> fee, but, that, but that was a thing like getting it. And, and that quest of finding that tape was awesome. And it was, it's always going to be a, a memory for me. Of, of my mom and, and her renting that tape for For me, it was awesome. Nice. What else you got? What else are you looking for and that you found? Um,
1: I think I may have mentioned this before on another show, but I'll do it again. The one tape that I couldn't find pretty much like the video stores in my town. I, I, I had access to everything if I went to each store, but nobody had WrestleMania two. Um, mm-hmm. so I waited for years and this, must have been I'm not sure what year it was. I think it was the year that WrestleMania twelve was out. So what's that? Like 90 six. Ninety six. Okay. So it was ninety six. Um and I get this catalog that's sent to me with a bunch of backlog WF videos and they have WrestleMania two in there. And I'm like, I'm I'm biting the bullet. I'm taking my birthday money and I'm buying WrestleMania two. Which that's actually... so bad
0: for you right now. <laughs> hearing the
1: story. It costs like, I don't know if it was forty or
0: it was probably it was thirty nine ninety five is like the sticker price. So who knows what you paid?
1: And it, it's the nice clamshell, so it's nice. But gosh, at, at at that time as a kid, that amount of money that was a lot. So it comes in, and I pop it in, and I watch it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think I think the production kind of threw me off more than anything else.
0: Had you seen WrestleMania one at the time? I had
1: but it was one of those things that i rented like with a friend and i don't remember paying all that much attention to it
0: the leap in production from 2 to 3 and forward is just so night but, and day yeah yeah it's phenomenal like it just literally like how much darker and brighter it is it's you know a spotlight over the ring versus a grand arena you know yeah and just like so do you still have that tape
1: yeah i still have the tape it's on my shelf right now um like one of the things I remember from watching it, and OVP, which we both love, makes fun of this all the time, but it was the celebrities there. And as a kid, I remember mm-hmm. watching it being like, I don't know who any of these people are outside <laughs> of Tommy Lasorda, who's the guy that I see on Slim Fast commercials. Yeah. That's, that's the best celebrity we had. <laughs> and I guess Mr. T. I, I knew who Mr. T.
0: What about The Fridge?
1: I <laughs> really. I didn't watch football at a from Chicago. I didn't know who the Fridge was.
0: He was a cultural phenomenon, man. I, will, yeah, I, I haven't watched WrestleMania 2 in so long. I might watch it tonight, like as I fall asleep or something. I haven't watched that in at least 10 years because it's so bad. And I love bad wrestling, but not that bad wrestling.
1: <laughs> Have you watched, when the network was the network, they put up all of these um, old WrestleMania press conferences?
0: I did watch some of those. Yes, my favorite was WrestleMania 3 because Bobby Heenan was just on fire that whole time.
1: So I watched the WrestleMania 2 one, which they tried to Mm -hmm. do like a simulcast across the country, just like the event. Uh, And it's just a cluster. It's not going right. And Vince is one of the hosts, and you can just see his blood boiling as everything isn't working.
0: Man, we had it so good with that network stuff. I, I was watching a Peacock today with... Peacock's got a playlist right now of like love hurts or whatever. So I popped on the Raw where Triple H in- interrupted the Test and Stephanie wedding, which so that's 99 WWF. And then I kept watching the Raws after that. It's going to be pretty soon that Peacock, someone at Universal, is going to get a word of all the shit that's on there and be like, all right, we got to start editing some of this stuff. It's Triple H calling Stephanie literally a whore and slut. He says it like 10 times, like, oh. I guess this is uh, going to be edited pretty soon, huh? Like, but So keep your eye out for that, guys. There's some more edits come on the Peacock, but yeah, that's so good with the network. They
1: also insinuate that he drugged her to marry her and consummate the marriage, he says, as well. So,
0: Yeah, sure, you know, date rape drugs. Why not, Triple H? Sure. It's also weird because Triple H says, I would never marry a whore or a slut. I'm like, wait a minute, you married Stephanie McMahon in real life? This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez uh, another thing speaking of tapes that I want to talk about hunting is we talked about this I think a while ago on the WWF home video stuff and how in 97, 98 when Coliseum kind of went away and WWF home video took over it was easier to find the tapes they were in the stores they were in Suncoast video they were in Walmart do you remember that yeah but to be
1: okay. honest I felt like that was everything, like everything before that time. You weren't finding wrestling stuff everywhere, at least in my area. I think I saw like a weird printed Hulk Hogan shirt at a department. Yeah. store Once in my life prior to the end. No,
0: you, you're, you're probably right. I mean, besides toys, you're right. T-shirts, maybe a hat every once in a while. I would see at at Walmart, yeah. but nothing crazy. Tamas or slippers for a kid once in a while. But it was mainly in the catalogs. I feel. Yeah. But during those attitude era tapes, I remember the DX tape was the one to get, and the reason was is you heard there was boobs on it. You know the DX tape, and there is by the way, if you're looking for <laughs> for boobs on a, on a VHS tape. My we were this was '98 that came out '99 maybe. So I was in you know, a freshman in high school, eighth probably eighth grade when that came out. And the stores like Walmart and Best Buy wouldn't sell it to us because it was TVMA. So it was like, okay, how are we going to get this We, My friend and I considered stealing it. Like that was a thought that went through our head. Like just put it in your jacket and let's see what happens. Uh, We considered ordering it through the catalog and not telling our parents that that's what we were ordering. Telling it was a different tape and doing a switch. Eventually... My friend and I were at a Suncoast video in the mall. And do you know what Suncoast is? I'm, did You didn't have Suncoast, did you? Uh, I think we did. Okay. It was movies, basically. Yeah. And they had it. They had a wrestling section. And my friend and I were one day at the mall, as you do, after eighth grade. You had nothing better to do during the week. We were latchkey kids. Both her parents worked during the day. So kind of got to do whatever we wanted. And... They, we were looking at the wrestling tapes. This guy came up to us and was like, you guys wrestling fans? And they're like, yeah. And he had long hair. And he's kind of a bigger guy, which in retrospect was kind of weird. He was talking to us about wrestling. He's like, oh, did you know this? And he was kind of giving us like the Meltzer dirt sheet of stuff. And it turns out long later down the line, we found out he was an independent wrestler, for like doing a part-time job at Suncoast. And he was somehow like in touch with Pat Patterson. Like that's how he kind of got his information, but we were talking to him about it and we go, Hey, after like about a couple of weeks of going there every other day and talking with this guy about wrestling, he was like, okay, you guys going to buy anything or whatever? Like, will you sell us this DX tape? He's like, yeah. So we got the DX tape from our guy <laughs> at the mall who befriended a couple of kids who thought he was cool, which I'm sure everyone else thought he was like the biggest dork in the world. We thought he was cool. So we got that DX tape. We each bought one, and I it's it was glorious watching that. It was like pausing on the part when they flash. And right. I remember the part that for, that we freaked out the most was, I remember that tape when Michael Cole kind of hosts it with DX walking around. And there was a lot of cursing on that tape. And there's a part when they're in the production truck, and Michael Cole answers it. He goes, hello? Sean? Sean Michaels? Hold on. And he gives, like, Triple H, it's free when Triple H hangs up, because that was when... Shawn michaels left because of his back oh, injury yeah. so it was like oh man they acknowledged Shawn michaels on tape what does this mean so that was a big deal so this is
1: like the origin story of how steve became the mr skin of wrestling tapes
0: no however <laughs> i do own all three tapes WWF on video that say on the cover contains nudity so that oh, became that a that thing i was
1: right like cover okay
0: it does. It says contain. It was one of the divas things and it's two of the overseas tapes. It says contains nudity. So if you're looking for those, I'm your guy. So you yeah. say Mr. Kin. So there's an estate sale tomorrow, like down the road from my house and they have a website and I was looking and there's a, a stack of magazines, like separate magazines. And one of them is WWF. So I might go there tomorrow to just buy all the WWF magazines. However, this guy also had a lot of porn. If you want some Playboys or Hustlers, he's got those there too. So just so you know, I might be getting some of those as well. Maybe I'll find the Sable one.
1: I look forward to seeing what you find. That's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if I go. I don't, I've never been doing a state sale around here, so I'm not sure exactly how they work. This one says, because in the listing, they said tons of Disney stuff, which apparently makes people go nuts. So I don't know. I'm not going to like wait in line for wrestling magazines, but let me, we'll let, me
1: see. let me profile this guy. Wrestling okay. magazines, porn and Disney stuff.
0: Nice. And lots of tools. <laughs> nice. That's your, that's your description of. Nice. <laughs> nice. You got anything else? Any other fun, uh, stuff to share to, that you've been, that you were looking for, maybe even as an adult, like looking for you or as a kid, like what, what were you were looking for. And then you found it.
1: You know, Hunting figs as a kid, especially the Hasbro line, I'll go back to because that's what I'm most nostalgic for, Mm -hmm. is I never knew where they were going to be. Okay, I had my my regular department stores that I would check, Um, but there were random stores that would carry Hasbro figs too. I had a hardware store in town that would carry them. One time, time I remember going to uh, the grocery store that we would go. And they had like a whole series at the grocery store that I didn't even know existed. So those little surprises, you know, finding something yeah. that you didn't know existed in a place that you didn't even know, that offered them got me to start looking for things anywhere. If I was in a grocery store, I was looking for their toy section. If I was in a hardware store, I was going through the aisles just to see by chance if they had a small toy sections. Those little surprises.
0: When you were searching for stuff, even like, cause you're shopping with your parents was it a negotiation to get a toy or was it, are we, I don't know if you, if you have the brothers or sisters, but was it like, okay, you can have, like, how was that for you when you would, sh- when you would find one, when your dad's like your mom or dad's like, let's go, I need, you know, a bag of nails. Let's go to the hardware store and you find a Akeem Hasbro. Like, how does that work? How do you get them to, to buy it for you as a kid?
1: So I, <laughs> I had, uh, the first toys that I collected were the real Ghostbuster line. And I had pretty much everything because I would get it for holidays and stuff like that. But the one thing I didn't have was Series 1 Egon, who I saw while grocery shopping, and my mom shut me down. She's like, no, that's too much. We're not getting that right now. Never able to find him again. And I think my mother forever felt guilty about that. So Mm -hmm. ever since then, if I found something, she would let me get it. She might not let me have it. Like, a lot of times she would say, okay, we can get it for you, but you're waiting for your birthday or you're waiting for Christmas or a holiday or something to get it or mm-hmm. doing a tour around the house or something like that. So she's pretty good that she would get what I would find if I didn't have the money myself. But a lot of times I'd be waiting for it.
0: Easter basket. Speaking of Ghostbusters, did you pick up the Ultimate Ghostbusters collection? The Ultimate? Oh. Before the 4K set? No, no. I did not. Oh, uh, just the packaging alone was worth it for me. Did that say trap come with a VHS? You, no. Okay. I made that. Oh, you made that. Okay. <laughs> I saw <laughs> that. I'm like, is that real? I made that. You, you <laughs> I bought the that. cover art. I bought the cover art from someone on Etsy and then I dubbed a DVD to VHS.
1: Okay, you got me.
0: Yeah. So, but the, I'll send you a thing later, but it's, it's pretty sweet. Like it's, you open it up the box and it lights up on the inside. And also all the special feature disc, it's got stuff like it's got an extended cut, never before seen the original movie. And it's got the TV cut of the first one. and The second it one's got audition tapes, all the stuff that's never been seen before. So that's kind of why I got, it. I'm a physical guy anyway, but that's part of why I got it too. And it's apparently sold out everywhere. It was, I'm glad I pre-ordered it. It's apparently hard to find, although I guess Barnes & Noble has a bunch of them. So if you're looking for one, they're out there. Uh, I think I'm trying to think of another another few things that I was always hunting for. And even now, uh, it's it slowed down a bit with, with tapes because one, they're becoming more popular. So places that sell VHS tapes are selling them for more money. And it's like, I'll see something like, "How is this shitty, you know, slam WWF slams Good Times video thirty bucks?" Like, what are you guys doing? But it's what it is, you know. They're they're popular now, uh, but I would always be at the thrift stores, always be at Goodwill and at uh, Saber's thrift store looking for tapes, and every once in a while, uh, you would find my you would find one wrestling thing at a thrift store. So in my mind, it's always okay. There's one wrestling thing here. That means someone's mom dropped off all their kids' wrestling shit mm-hmm. at this Goodwill.
1: It's just the, so, the iceberg, right?
0: Exactly. And <laughs> I was at the Good, the Savers thrift store, and there was a copy of I think it was like Battle of the Superstars Coliseum video. So and I, I already had it. I'm like, okay, that means there's more in this this Goodwill thrift store somewhere. So I kept looking at the VHS tapes. I ended up finding a couple ones. I found WWE for World Tour. I found some Attitude Era tapes. I actually found the WrestleMania box set VHS, but not the classic one, you know, kind of the column style one, the granite and gold one, but the Attitude Era one, which was the same set, different box art with one extra tape. So I found that. So I picked that up. And I'm like, I wonder if there's toys. So I go down the aisle and the toy section and then, you to know, a Goodwill or a thrift store where they kind of put a whole category into one plastic bag, a like bag. a see-through bag. So it was like action figures, wrestling guys. And I found a bunch of, it wasn't anything I needed. It was like a bunch of John Cena elites and all, stuff like that. So I'm thinking like, is there Hasbro's in here somewhere? There wasn't, but, but I did find those couple of tapes, which is always fun when you're hunting and keeping your eye out for it. And I appreciate it now. A lot of guy mutual friends we have and people we know I'm, I didn't realize this, but someone told me, it's like, yeah, you're the VHS guy. <laughs> like everyone knows you're the guy that has wrestling tapes. So people like text me a lot. Like, do you need this? I'm here. Do you need this? Which is awesome. So I appreciate that. Continue to do that. I'm not look, I'm not really on the hunt for much right now. Cause my collection's comp- almost complete to what I want. Uh, but I'm, I'm that guy now. I'm the, if there's a tape, I'm going to text Steve to see if he needs this. <laughs> so I yeah. guess I've got that going for me.
1: Is there any tape, any one tape that has eluded you?
0: Hulkamania 3 for the longest time did. Um, because if you've never seen that, I think it's on the Peacock. If it's not, go find it. Hulkamania 3 is basically the entire Hulk Hogan under the Giant story okay. leading up to WrestleMania 3. So it's got a ton of awesome background stuff. But I had all the other Hulkamania tapes, which was there were six of them. I had them all, and they were pretty easy to find. But for some reason, Hulkamania 3 with a good box was next to impossible. Eventually, I found that on a Facebook buy-sell trade group. Someone had it, and I was like, they were asking like five bucks for it. And like like a bunch of vultures kind of jumped on him. I go, I messaged him. I said, here's, I go, look, I'm a collector. It, this is missing. Like, I'll pay you 25 bucks now. He goes, okay. And he's like, well, how about 40? I'm like, look, I'm not going to get in this thing you were about to sell for five. Like, do you want it? I felt like Rick from Pawn Stars. So I'm like, <laughs> do you want it or not? But that was the one. I've considered collecting the in your house tapes, um, but there's it's just too hard to find, too expensive. And plus, some of them were never really released in the U.S. And I don't collect PAL tapes, the overseas ones, Silver Vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. The i'm looking for and it's still crazy expensive the last the wwf vhs wrestlemania 21 was released i've heard on a vhs tape i've heard Jeff. it's out there but it's just it's like, too much right now it's like 75 bucks is the cheapest i can find it i'm not going to pay that much for it what year so, was, uh, it was like 2000 2005 2005 2005? It's not the whole event either. It can't fit the whole event. WrestleMania 20 also not the whole event. So I have all those tapes. I have you know WrestleMania. I have one through 20 on tape and multiple different versions actually. So for the first 13 WrestleManias, I have two copies of Coliseum and WWE Home Video. And then I've got the Attitude Era set. So I guess that's three copies of it. So I've got I've got a lot of a lot of junk as you know. <laughs> But it's fun. And now I'm doing the thing where I'm getting wrestlers to sign the tapes and putting them in shadow boxes, and they look great. I had Jake the Snake sign the Battle of Superstars where he's lighting Ted DiBiase over the top rope recently, which was great. However, Jake was kind of talking to me while he signed it, so he wasn't pushing down as hard as he probably should have with the paint pen. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely still, luckily as such a big autograph, it's definitely still visible. Could have been better. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Jake. Could have been better. That's,
1: that's very Jake, though, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's not fu- it's not funny. <laughs> it's Hall of Fame's feature. He's like, I gave away my life with booze and women. And like, ha 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 ha. It's not funny. No. Every then there's awkward silence. The Hall of Fame ceremony, where Jake the Snake's pouring his heart <laughs> out. And then the one part where he's like, he's like, Grant's like, bring that kid up there. Vince McMahon, this is gonna be your superstar. And this kid's like, oh my god, what is happening? <laughs> this tuxedo. So. I love stupid wrestling shit like that. We got, uh, let me get some more time. Any other fun, uh, even just collecting stuff you want to chat about or fun things you found and it could be as simple as I was looking for forever online and I found it showed up and I was glad to get it in my collection or stuff you didn't know you were looking for and it popped up in your lap.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of times with me, it'll be like stupid things because...
0: Sure, my favorite kind of things.
1: I get into like making my replica props and stuff like that. So I was in a... Yeah, I was in a thrift shop um, and I've been looking. I wanted a ring bell forever. And mm-hmm. this is for the, like, I know you can buy in places. Hold
0: on, hold on. Listen, hold on here. It's my ring bell. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I have a. I have two. I have the pull string one and oh, a, a Hulk Hogan ring, like the, the hammer ring bell that Hulk Hogan signed.
1: <laughs> okay. So I uh, I'm in a thrift store and they have an old like from a school red fire yeah. bell, which I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And it's like, <laughs> it's it's not just on the shelf. This is like in the locked case at the thrift store. Okay. <laughs> so so I it's fancy.
0: Go,
1: I have to go and ask for the person with the key. I'm like, "Yeah, can I can I get the uh, the broken fire bell, please?" And I was so excited to take that broken fire bell. Home.
0: What kind of is it like a, a one that goes in the wall, or is it like a ringing ringside bell?
1: No, it's a fire alarm bell that would go on the wall at, like, a high school.
0: That's awesome. You have mine? So I've always wanted – if I ever get rich or if I ever go to Vegas, I always kind of want a a boxing, like, fight-used ring bell. I think that'd be cool to have. Uh-huh. Um, but I had to settle for the Hulk Hogan, Hogan's Beach Shop Red Bell where he signed it because when WrestleMania got canceled in Tampa – I was supposed to meet him. So I bought the autograph combo ticket and I kind of felt bad because the beach shot, it's just literally just one co two guys running it and they were kind of scrambling I'm like, look, we'll get you a refund or you can pick like 500, 350, $500 worth of stuff off the site. It's so like, okay, I will take this ring bell autograph by Hulkster. I will take this poster autograph. So I bought like, I just like picked a bunch of shit for like $150. It was like 400 bucks worth of stuff. So, it's a pretty cool thing, but the other bell I have that I just rang, the pull string—it's a, actually a bar, and it says it's PBR time. It's kind of like round a P
1: mini bell. I What's that? Of, it's kind of—it's a mini bell, right?
0: It's not mini; it's big. I, oh, I'll take a picture okay. for scale. It's big. It's like—it's a legit bell. Like, it, think of it like it would go in the back of a bar. Okay. It looks mini on pictures I've seen, but it's legit. It's pretty big. So, I actually bought it in a lot of other beer sign memorabilia because it was kind of in it. I sold the other beer memorabilia stuff. Because I don't have a bar, and I uh, kept this, so I'm pretty excited about it. I'm gonna have to re. I have to, I have to. I just actually broke the string because this is old, so I have to get a new string on it. But I will uh, get one soon. Nice. But is your ring bell on display anywhere? Is it on the wall, or you just just hangs out next to you?
1: So the one that I'm talking about, I I want to mount it on a piece of wood to make it look more legit. So it's yep. just one of those projects that I haven't gotten to yet. The one that I just rang is actually another ring bell that I have, which is, it's not a real ring bell, but it's an old fire alarm.
0: You know that like warehouse has, WWR has just like stacks of bells used at events. Like, give me one, (laughs) give me one now.
1: (laughs) I I bet you if they do, they're all modern ones. Cause I guarantee that back in the day they had the same 30 pound iron ring bell for like 80 years (laughs)
0: The one that Ron Shearer rang at WrestleMania 10?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: You didn't think I'd pull Ron Shearer out on this week's episode, but we did. Here we are.
1: Oh,
0: well, I, I, I always remember she did it wrong. She's like, ding, ding. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, so I always like find opinion? the junk.
1: Are you a two-ding guy or a three-ding guy?
0: I'm a three-dinger.
1: <laughs> okay. It's important to know. What that. about you? Um...
0: Yeah, I think it's <laughs> a three game. I have to think ding, ding, ding. about. It. <sighs> Are you a boxing fan at all?
1: Um, not really. When I was young, I'd watch Tuesday night fights once in a while.
0: Yeah, because I'm I know like I remember just as a kid, my dad was a big boxing fan. So kind of like sneaking down to watch like the boxing fights. Him, and my my uncle would watch together, and I was thinking like I always remember like how like excited my mom, my dad, and uncle were getting. Like, oh, go, go, go! I'm, a big, I'm like a big boxing fan now, but that was the thing I remember kind of sneaking behind the couch watching those fights were on so late and thinking like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And like hearing the ding, 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 like it was, it was a thing. So it's kind of a weird, you know, nostalgia memory for me of having the, the boxing ring bell. Uh,
1: I guess it, it goes beyond the two and three dings. If you watch some of that old, old wrestling footage, they're ringing the bell like
0: 300 times. Yeah, it's or like when there's like a there's a melee in the ring. Oh my god, that'd be the worst! Like, stop bringing that damn bell <laughs> for sure. Stop bringing that damn bell. And then, I guess another things that I was not looking for, but maybe stuff I wanted to get signed, and I was able to. Uh, I've I, I'm, I'm almost there, so I've gotten a couple McFoley things signed. I've gotten him signing the King of the Ring VHS tape. Him signing the Over edge 98 as Do Love, now I need a Cactus Jack, maybe the Royal Rumble 2000 VHS tape where he signs it. Kind of have the three faces of Foley oh, no. on the wall. on there, there So that was kind of a thing. Uh, I also wanted Brett to sign my Smack and Whackum VHS tape where he won the championship. Again, going back to the memory of me and my buddy creating that every Bret Hart's championship win tape. He signed it for me, and that's, of course, when Brett was... Looked at the table. This is this is the match with Flair. He's like, yeah. Oh well, you know, I didn't. And I was like, I said, like, yeah, Brett. Yeah, he He had a uh, you and him had a good match. And Brett looked at me. He didn't know what he was doing. Brett just <laughs> cannot help himself talking shit. That was the same one. My favorite, favorite story of Jeff from Fully Possible getting his '90s Mount Rushmore print signed of Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker, Scott Hall. Bret Hart's like, why would you get Scott Hall on this? <laughs> And I was like, I wanted Jeff so bad to go to Scott Hall and be like, hey, Scott Hall, Bret Hart's talking shit. But he didn't. He didn't want any confrontation. Jeff's too nice. So one of my favorite WrestleCon memories from New York a couple years ago. Uh, another thing that I was looking for figure-wise was the Undertaker minon on card Hasbro. And I got it, in retrospect, so cheap. I got it for like 90 bucks, And now... I don't even want to know what those things are going for. Do you have any mint on card stuff where you all loose? Is everything loose?
1: Um, I have like a classic superstar, Steve Austin, which the only reason why he's mint on card is he's the exact same as, uh, one that I had gotten earlier in the line. So I decided not to open it, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, other than that, everything's pretty much loose.
0: Man, everything just tore. Have you, have you, are there ever any regrets? Like, I opened this and this is now worth X. Any other, any regrets of your past? No. Particularly with those Jack's classics.
1: No, I don't regret opening because I got a lot of joy out of having them and posing them and playing with them. The only regrets I've had is there's some things that I bought that I was like, ah, did I really need to buy that?
0: Like what? Um.
1: So, I, if I go back to a kit, when I was a kid, I remember money burning a hole in my pocket. And sure. buying like the, the Pee Wee Herman doll. I think I told you, I actually say, and immediately regretting it being like "Do anything with this. This is, this isn't fun. This is a dude in a gray suit. I mean, it's all, but I'm not going to have an adventure with Pee Wee.
0: Not yet. Maybe now you can though as an adult. So that Go to the adult theater. That was the one toy regret that I had. <laughs> That's funny. Poor Pee Wee What about a, a large Marge toy? Would you like one of those?
1: <laughs> um, no. Does it have multiple heads?
0: Of course. It's like the uh, Paul Ranger's head flip, the flippers.
1: Okay, nice.
0: You're, you're in on that.
1: T- if she comes with the rig, I'm all in. <laughs> it
0: comes with the rig. ay 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 uh, everything else for me, there's obviously lots of stuff over the years that I've looked for and found. Um, and it's been some stuff's kind of fallen in my lap. So I think I've talked about this, but the Ninja Turtles it's called the Turtles Battle Fun Set, and it's basically a Ninja Turtles mask with the nose attached to it, oh, comes with yeah. the weapon of choice and all that. Yeah, I had- there's a picture, yeah. There's a picture of me where one year, it must have been 1990, so Turtles Mania is going wild, and everyone else for their Turtles costume has got the smock with the plastic mask with the piece of string on the back for the mask. My mom was like, that's a crappy costume. So she bought me that turtle set, and then she kind of made me the rest of the costume. She went and bought like a turtle shell costume, cut that off, and then kind of stitched together a green sweatshirt and the whatever chest color the turtles were and green sweatpants and kind of makeshifted feet over my shoes. Nice. So there's a picture of me. It looks awesome. And I've got the green hood over and all that. Uh, so a few years ago, and I still have that picture. Uh, what's the Mirage Studios is the turtles like headquarters, right? That sound right to you? Mirage Studios. Uh-huh. They... Yeah, they they were selling a bunch of their stuff from their factory on eBay. And they had that set mint in the box. I'm like, well, shit, I got to get this. <laughs> you know. And it was a bidding war, but I sniped it and I won it. I didn't pay in crazy amount, but I paid more than I wanted for it. And it's in the corner next to that picture. And it's just every time I look at it, it's a memory of something cool my mom did for me when I was a kid and having it in the corner, maybe one day. I'll open it up and put it on my kids or something, but right now it's just it's just fun to look at.
1: Now, I got to know what turtle were you as a kid?
0: Michelangelo. Okay. Who else? You were Donatello, weren't you?
1: I was. I was Donatello. Yeah, I had the Donatello. You Don- bastard! But get this: when I got out of turtles and I dove into wrestling, the uh, the bow staff that came with that set mm-hmm. it came in three pieces. Okay. There were two big pieces, and there was one that was like, I don't know, like two and a half inches that screwed into the other two, held it together. So I took that apart. I threw away one of the pieces. I took the one long piece, take the small piece on it, and that was my big boss man nightstick as a kid.
0: Do you have an actual nightstick now?
1: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. You know what? I, I want up yet. Yeah, I even know how to twirl it like the
0: boss. Look at you. Would you ever have the bossman's daughter sign it or something like the one you made? No. You're with it. No. That's awesome. That's the only like I we the only wrestling thing I did was the grocery bag Hulk Hogan shirt tear. There that's it. I was never as creative as you apparently.
1: It, you know what? I had never thought of that. I would only tear really? like old shirts that were going to get thrown away. No, yeah. If I had thought of the grocery bag thing, I would have went through so many grocery bags as a kid. That's brilliant.
0: You could, you could still do it, man. Just next time you go to the store, like <gasps> give me the large bag, give me the big bag, cut the bottom and then, you and then tear
1: it. You're not going to con me into it. Like you did your other host, but I'll tell you this, when you guys discussed this originally, he brought up the idea of putting shaving cream on your face, like the ultimate warrior. And I'll admit, uh-huh. after he said that, when I shaved the next time, I had white David Green on my face like the ultimate warrior. And I did it better than <laughs> I thought I could.
0: <laughs> if I wasn't a beard guy, maybe I would try that, but I'm a beard guy. And every time I shave my beard, my kids get mad at me. My wife gets mad. Everyone gets mad at me. Like, they legit get pissed. Like, why'd you shave your beard? I was like, sorry. <laughs> I won't do it next time. jeez. did know you guys love me for my facial hair. Which is turning gray now? It's like, give me a break. <laughs> well, Getting old here.
1: It's like you're shaving your identity off, Steve.
0: Maybe. I mean, I guess. I don't know. That's just my thing. I'm the, I'm the the facial hair beard guy. That's me. I got no. Hova's got the big beard, so he's got the bigger beard than I do. I just have the standard. I have the uh, what's my, what's Alex Keaton's dad in family ties later seasons. That's what I look like. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know. What about any belts you were looking for? What about any, you're the belts guy. Yeah, Everyone's talking to the figure guy, but I feel like your belt game sometimes gets overlooked because of how many you have. Like any, any, were look, any belts you were looking for? Well, I know you told the million dollar belt story and the Attitude Era belt story before, but any other ones like either bootlegs or whatever, you're like, I need this and it showed up.
1: Um, like one that I tried to look for for a while was the, the Andre one, the Andre belt they actually made... a
0: non-Fandu one, right? The actual, like, WWF logo
1: one. Right. And WWF actually, or WWE actually made one with the WWF logo, but it was a limited run. It it was on a real leather strap. I think it was limited to 500 or 1,000 or something. And when it first came out, I was like, it's such an obscure belt. There's like a dozen other ones that I'd like more. This really doesn't matter to me. And then it you couldn't find it anywhere mm-hmm. it became much more expensive and I still never found it. I have a, uh, I have a bootleg of it instead, but I'm happy with that, but it's just an example. Are they, are they
0: out there to be found or are they just really expensive?
1: I stopped looking. I stopped looking years ago because the price was just too much and I'm just as happy with the boot.
0: A couple of my favorite ones of yours is the, the Ric Flair, blurred WWF title version yeah. and the Hogan were his pictures on it. Like were those, were those two like just custom orders? How'd you end up with those?
1: Uh, they're both boots that I found online available. Yeah.
0: There you go. The, uh, are you happy with them? The
1: Hogan one is, it's really thin plate. It's not the best quality belt, but for what it is, I just wanted a version of it. I didn't need the best version of that. The, uh, the flare belt's a lot nicer. It's nice and thick and shiny. That one's really well done.
0: Would you ever, you've would, you would. talk about this, you would never get a belt signed. I think the flare won't be one worth getting signed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could argue getting like one that was attached to one person, so I could argue getting the flare belt signed. I could argue getting the Hogan picture belt signed or, well, he had a number of them that were just his, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't do if it. If Jack well.
0: Tunney was still if Jack Tunney was still alive, the flare blurred one would be the one to get signed by <laughs> Jack Tunney. I feel
1: <laughs> that's great. I, love I
0: feel it. that would be it. <laughs> but I then think I'd that have, would be a, a rule breaker.
1: I'd have to like distort it.
0: Yes. Oh my god. There's gotta be like a ho- like sometimes around Halloween, you know, there's like the naked guy Halloween distortion costume. Yeah. You got to find that.
1: The distorted like, belt costume?
0: No, just like a distorted, like, part of a <laughs> costume to put over the belt. You know? I'm just did putting you, ideas in your head. That's all you need did, is more ideas, right?
1: Did you know that as a kid? I didn't know that until, that's something I learned no. recently about the, the tag style belt that they use.
0: No, and what's funny is as a kid, I remember it being completely blurred out. When you go back and watch it, it's barely blurred out at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. And again, we were there's watching, lots of stuff. We were watching on small TVs, and yeah, you'd watch it once, and that was probably the last time you were going to see it unless they did a replay. Yeah,
0: yeah. the CRT TVs, and you're right, you know, in, in the basement or wherever you are, and that's true. I tried to mount a TV today in our bedroom, and didn't go well. The where we wanted it. The studs, like in the wall, just would not line up. I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, well, mountain work. But the good news is we don't have three holes in the wall. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? <laughs> you
1: gotta get a stud finder, man.
0: I have a stud finder, but like, what it was is where the where the because our our bedroom has built-in shelves, like bookshelves, uh-huh. and the TV we want to mount is over one of the built-in shelves. And because of that, where the wall is, the stud has to be just right, and it would not line up. And I'm my dumbass, I'm like, I think I can make this work. And it missed the stud by, like, probably an inch or two. Uh, So it just wasn't going to work. And I was like, all right, this isn't going to work. We'll get, like, a little mini TV stand in here. This will work for it. But it all started because.
1: For that very reason is why I I will avoid putting holes in the wall. If I have to do it, it's going to be something that I put off for months just because of that fear
0: my there is so many holes in the wall in the basement down here because of all the posters and of all the fig and everything hung up like whenever we move it's we'll just like guys sorry like you're gonna have holes in the wall <laughs> deal with yeah. it what can i tell you <laughs> it's just gonna be a thing you have to deal with and they've even got the one belt hanging up above the tv so it's that's what it is what is your before we wrap up what's your favorite belt that you own and you can't say the million-dollar belt for nostalgia reasons. Talking about, per, like, actual, like, design, feel, how it was made, what's the best one that you own?
1: I like the winged eagle. I mean, that was the...
0: Sure, oh, but I, is that the it, best made belt you have? Is that the best quality you have?
1: you talk about best quality one I have? Okay. Um, yeah. The best quality belt I have. Let me take a look. So, okay. Let me give you a few. Okay. Sure. I got a few. Sure. Um, I have the AWA championship belt, not the big inmate one, the older version, mm. which is one of those limited runs like the Andre one that I told you. I don't know if it was limited to 500 or a thousand, but the plates are extra thick on it. It's got two tone gold and silver. Um, some of the, uh, some of the ornamentation actually comes off. You can like unscrew it from behind parts of it come off and it's on a nice real leather strap. That's one of the probably higher quality ones I have. And the, uh, the big green belt that I bought recently, I bought actually 2020. I got it um, right after Christmas. That is one of the, although it's, it's kind of a not flashy, one of the crappier designs. Um, It's got super thick plates. It's one of the biggest, heaviest belts that I own. I mean, you hold on to that, you know you hold on to something.
0: I know you'll never buy it because it's got the E logo and not the F, but that Brahma bull belt the shop made is incredible. How heavy it is. The the actual bull is 12 millimeters thick, So it's, mm-hmm. and it's not hollow. And the The main plate's five. It's just and the etching on the strap and the back of it's blue. It's, is it's it a ten separ- out of ten? A bull? Is it, it is. Up? Okay. It's screwed on. It's screwed onto the plate, but it's separate.
1: Yeah, gotcha. it's
0: awesome. So if you ever like, I said, I, I sent you that Paul Martin belt guy. He like took it apart once, and he was just showing like how like incredible it was. And he's the one that kind of sold me on getting it. Uh-huh. And it just, it's definitely a. Standout piece in my collection of stuff. I have three, I have four belts. I have the Big Eagle Attitude, I have the Blue Warrior strap, the Yellow Warrior Intercontinental strap, and the Rock belt. And I've I've talked about getting this, the Smoking Skull one, but as cool as it is, it's kind of a bland belt as far as quality. It's a thin plate. It's not really curved. It's not 3D. It's not, etching's not that top quality. It's, it's, it's even like the official ones, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing great. I am tempted to get that dual plated winged eagle though. Like that's looking pretty sharp. But I know you never will because it's WWE, not WWF.
1: Yeah, I need that
0: F. Get the F in, not the F out. Exactly. All right. Well, Nate, thanks for coming on. It was fun to to chat and listen to some memories and some stories of you ice skating up the up the Canadian border to steal a uh, a bell, a ring. I don't care if that's not the real story, that's what I'm pretend it was. <laughs> as always, you can follow Nate on Twitter at Ringskirts in where he's posting figure photography. He's teased a new set coming soon that is uncooked. So keep your eye out for that. Instagram as well. Ringskirts as well on there. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. And we thank you as always for listening. Please hit subscribe to our show and tell a friend about us. That's the best way to support us is just tell a friend. And it, our main show feed is normally nostalgic wrestling talk like this. Maybe we'll review a show. Eric and I tonight, before we had to cancel, we're going to talk about our favorite bloody matches, which it wasn't even our favorite. Just we picked some blood matches to watch. And it was just like, wow, I, I don't like blood as much as I remember watching it as a kid. So <laughs> we'll talk about that <laughs> and, and we, on our next show. But it's mainly nostalgia stuff. I am thinking about doing a uh, WrestleMania 7 deep dive where we did a WrestleMania seven show, but only like an hour that needs to be like a four hour breakdown of how great <laughs> WrestleMania seven is. So if you're interested in that and sharing some WrestleMania seven thoughts, let me know, uh, Nate talking to you specifically and listeners as well. Let me know. I'm thinking about doing that sometime, uh, probably over spring break. So I will keep you posted on that. And I want to give a shout out to a few of our podcast buddies. Some that have been guest hosts in the past couple of weeks, uh, our friends at the our Vantage Point podcast. You can follow them at OVP podcast. Nate and I are big fans of their show. Every week is great. Their Patreon's great. Follow them at OVP podcast. Uh, Joe was nice enough to come on uh, to be a guest host a few weeks ago. So thanks a lot for that as well. Uh, Eric down. and Barry are doing Go ahead, the, I'm sorry. Best,
1: the best value in Patreon.
0: Hands down. And for five bucks, those pay-per-view reviews get me like, they're so good. So good. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend so follow them at OVP Podcast. You can follow our friends Eric and Barry at Doing the Favor. Uh, they do a sports show. They do a wrestling show. Eric came on to talk about collecting kind of why we collect. A lot of great feedback on that, which was fun to listen to, or fun to hear, I should say. Fun to talk with them. Our friends, uh, Scott and Jeff at Fully Posable, the longest reigning wrestling figure podcast. There's lots of wrestling figure podcasts out there, but theirs is the first and the most fun. So follow them at Fully Posable. Our friends over at the Ringside Podcast, just talked to Daniel Spencer, the Impact Wrestling Referee. Uh, he's getting booked like crazy for WrestleMania weekend. So check him them out at Ringside Podcast. Uh, check out our friends over at the Wrestling Cheers Podcast. to do a lot of independent wrestling talk, AIW talk as well. Lee from the Raw's Nitro Podcast. Got some old shows out there down in Australia. He's been in their show a couple times, so follow them as well. I always forget people, and I'm sorry, but Nate, you got any shout-outs you want to give before we wrap up?
1: Uh, did we mention the TB Toycast?
0: We have not. So that's another one. Uh, also, speaking of that, so the TB Toycast, I love talking about, like, collectibles and junk. And I love people hearing talking about it. So the TB Toycast is definitely one that's made it into the rotation. So 100%. Thank you for calling that out.
1: Yeah, it's a fun way to kind of learn about the toys that you collected, but even better to learn about the things that you probably may have passed over to.
0: Yeah, especially as a kid. And then yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me to follow the breaker and Bane power hour as well as breakers side project. You know, it's fake, right? He always has fun guests on every week. Have you been on that one yet? Yep. Okay. I knew you. I thought you, I thought you had. he's kind of going down the list of like our, our Twitter tree of it starts at the top with the fully posable guys and kind of like spreads down. They spread their seeds Throughout Twitter, <laughs> Jeff will appreciate that joke, so, so he follows them. Uh, but with us guys, the PPW podcast really appreciate everyone that listens and supports us and continues to follow along, even though we have hiatuses and breaks because Eric and I have crazy lives and kids, and he's got family stuff to take care of and, and all that. So I appreciate everyone listening and sticking with us. And Nate, man, thanks for coming on. It was fun to to chat and and hear your stories.
1: Thanks for having me, Steve.
0: And buddy. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Eric and I will be back, and we'll.